Greetings. <clears throat> you know, that song's about, I think, around five years old or something, and it was like a little jam, and, you know, that really is perfect for today. I mean, um, bringing in a little bit of the old school, it was just guitar, bass, and drums. You know, for real, you know, real drums, real guitar, and real bass. And that was me on the bass. I do believe when I was, I used to wail on the bass, but you know, because just it was either that or nothing. Though it was either lead bass or nothing. All right. Um, well, first of all, the world's stupidest man, but he's you know, I, I guess what happens to people when they get into entertainment. And I did notice this when I was a child, somewhat. Is that they um, they tend to? Uh, well, you can just hear this. This is um, uh, Sean Penn's reaction, and this is today after top doctors in the world, top scientists in the world, after all the statistics and actuaries. This. You know, idiot speaks like this. But you see, this is the spirit of them coming to get you. And, you know, them coming at you. They're coming for you. See if I got it queued up, bro. What goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? Um, it, it's it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it is an unwillingness <laughs> to engage in a culture of uh-huh. common sense. Oh, uh, that at this point, sense. it seems criminal to me. Actually, I, I really feel that he'd like to hurt um, you. That, 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 that if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. These, are, you know, as, as long as we're all paying for these streets, we got to ride safely on them. And so uh, I'm just hopeful that the mindset will change. And it started. We know that it, this really started with leadership voids and helpful with it. Uh, but we really got to get everyone else, every, every, everybody on the same page. And I think the CDC should be much more clear. What goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? Um, it, it's it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you know, that is the... Uh, please turn that down. That is the... Uh, uh, you know, that is uh, your, your, your boy from Malibu. Still a boy. Uh, a baby. Well, that's what happens when you're coddled, you know what I mean? You take on the same politics as your, you know, parents and the culture and you find that you get a little power because you're a celebrity and then you want to lock people down. And I I run into this every day. And you know, I've had to ask myself a question and I feel like I'm kind of coming to a conclusion that I I I'm any kind of expression I would make in this area in, in the film area must be not only rebellious but we're going to not only subversive and rebellious but it's going to have to also uh, take on this kind of insipid evil diseducated you know fool like this because these kind of guys you know are the ones you know locking people up they're the 
They're they're like you were there on the grounds on January. You get locked up. Well, that's basically the DOJ and the FBI. What they're doing there is they're putting away political prisoners, finding an excuse to do it, and then you know punishing them as a way of you know social engineering to turn you know to overthrow America and turn it into a communist state, which they're very close to doing at this point. And so they see the goal line, and they're just, you, you know, they're, they're just uh, almost killing themselves, you know, to get it done. They don't care what it looks like anymore. Just like, you know, Sean Penn here wants to, you know what he really wants. You can tell from his rhetoric. He would like to not just have you lose your job, but he'd like to round people up and put them in camps, just like Trudeau. These people um, cause human suffering. I can't imagine. I don't know if he has kids, but... I would hope he doesn't. And if he did, I'd, I'd, they should be on a suicide watch. If that was your father, what would you do? You, you know what I mean? He's obviously like some kind of a brick wall. But he's repeated identically by all the other celebrities <laughs> have the same attitude. And, uh, you know, I, I think somebody called it, I think it was... Elon Musk called it a, a mind virus. It's a woke mind virus. It's not just woke because it's been there for way before the term woke ever happened. They, there's been the same mindset. And um, I don't know, maybe, maybe God wanted us to experience that kind of person. And then the question becomes, you know, you people that have, uh, are, you know, have experience with, with gang stalking and and be targeted individuals out there. I want you to note the parallel between this guy and your stalkers. It's the same thing. They don't believe you have the right to exist, really. I mean, that's really what he would love, I think, in in his heart of hearts, would be just to execute you all. Having made the decision once, it's just like you stepped on the Capitol grounds once on the lawn, off with their heads. It's just like the Jacobin. It's exactly what happened during the French Revolution or in the aftermath of the French Revolution in the in the years to follow. You know, people like this would would point their finger at a group of people. Next thing you know, they're all getting guillotined, and it's the same thing over and over and over again and um we can interchange people here would you like me to interchange sean penn and you know i i admit for his age he's he's looking pretty good you know i mean that's not the point the worlders are always looking good that's what they focus on going to the gym and doing things they should do to maximize their lives let me prove my point. I mean, I'm sorry. But someone has to do this. Somebody um, has to, um, you know, it, uh, call him out. So it's it's amazing we still have any issue since we've had the... Uh, Okay, so so here's another, you know, example of the same mindset. It's like they're using the vaccine 
as a crowbar to get in the totalitarianism. I mean, let's say, and communism is totalitarianism, amen? Socialism is totalitarianism. You know, fascism is communism, is totalitarianism. So the amazing thing is when people say, oh, I'm woke and you guys are Nazis, that's so funny because their leader, Klaus Schwab, who is their leader of all of them, is a Nazi. <laughs> you can't make it up. <laughs> yes. They were. And, you know, what about my... Okay, well, get here over go. yourself. Okay, here you go. This is uh, your favorite guy. Hey, you people that were fans of KISS, how do you feel now? Here's Gene Simmons for you. Well, get over yourself. We're not concerned if you agree with it or not. We're concerned about you making us sick. So <laughs> get your goddamn COVID shot it's a good point. and prevent other people from getting your stuff. It's a good point, and we're, we're having a debate this morning about that very thing, really, a debate about whether mask wearing should be returned to be mandatory here in the UK. Res mm. Restrictions sure. are being lifted. And I understand it's, you it's, even suggest people who come to your concerts wear them for their own protection. We are doing the KISS cruise shortly, and mask. you will not be able to get on the cruise unless you're vaccinated. Look, before you go to school... You have to have your children nice. get the flu vaccine and the polio mm -hmm. vaccine. And there's no discussion. And, you know, what about my rights? Well, you don't have as many no, rights. You have the as right you not to get those. When you get up to a red light, you must stop. There's no choice. It's because it's not about you. It's about the other innocent people going by. Wrong. So get over yourself. Wrong. You, you get in your car, you must put on a seatbelt. Well, you're taking 100% right. backwards. The government's telling me what to do. That's right. The government is telling you what to do. <laughs> Shut up. Be respectful of other people. You get in your car, you must put on a seatbelt. Here again. Taking away my rights, and the government's telling me what to do. That's right. The government is telling you what to do. Shut up. Be respectful of other people. The government's telling me what to do. That's right. The government is telling you what to do. Shut up. Be respectful of other people and get a vaccine. Put on your seatbelt. Stop at the red light. Stop being selfish. What a fucking asshole that is. But you got to understand, it's a mindset. It's a, it's, they all say the same thing. There is no diversity of opinion. There is no diversity. There is no inclusion. There is just a religion of totalitarianism, a, a religion of vaccine. Uh, am I not on? Oh, Ben. He's, he's riding shotgun, but he, he's wound up. Ow, you know. He's wound up. You got to wait for me. You have to wait for me. This dog is like a human. It's not even a dog. Anyway, the the point is is that um, I could multiply examples and go around to rock, you know rock stars and uh, the Foo Fighters. They say the same thing, even though they lost their drummer Taylor Hawkins, great drummer. They didn't say a thing about it. They doubled down on enforcing vaccines. They got another drummer, from what I understand, and they are doubling down on vaccines before concerts. These people are disgustingly sick. Don't you understand? These people are going to kill everybody. Everybody's going to die because of that. And believe me, you tried to go escape live in Costa Rica, 
go live in Indonesia and Bali or go live down in Kauai or wherever you want to go. They'll follow you. And they're going to control you. And they control us. So please don't say you're free right now because you're, we've been under this control, at least politically. We have only freedom in the spirit. We have freedom, you know, of free will, thank God. You know, we have the freedom, you know, at least uh, Sean the Idiot Penn. And that guy really is stupid. I mean, he's he emulates what he thinks are smart people, so he gets these little phrases. And, you know, he tries to be witty in his book, and it's kind of like a guy trying to imitate what wittiness is. You know what I mean? It's a little bit embarrassing. But, but here's the thing. Um, regardless of whether he's got the goods or not to be a linguist, to be an orator, to be a writer, to be a director, to be an actor. Well, of course, he's kind of proved himself in acting when he was younger. Um, well, the dog, yeah, he's really wound up. I'm not sure if I'm going to be allowed to finish. I'm going to hope I am. Um, and what I really resent about Sean Penn is it's the the smug, um, elitist, snob attitude toward people. You know, you don't see any graciousness. You don't see any, you know, any humility over, you know, people boosting him up into that, you know, millionaire position of, you know, uh, being able to carry on the lifestyle of his childhood. You don't see gratitude. You just see a guy, every time you see him on the air, he's complaining. And what he's usually complaining about is someone, not himself, that he perceives to be there. You could take any, you know, like, for example, January 6th, there are people like Rob Reiner is another one who has completely, again, no gratitude, very much a snob. And and he claims that the insurrection, quote-unquote, was an armed insurrection and many people were killed. He, He tweets this, Boldly, he tweeted one of these last week. And I said, my response was armed? Where were they armed? And who died? No, you see, they're throwing people in jail for life. They've got about a thousand of them. And they're going to throw them in jail as long as they can, punish, hurt, crap on them, give them bad food, make them sick as long as they can, because they're just bad people. You've been captured by people that hate you breathing. And they hated you before they ever got into office. And they wanted you dead before they ever got into office. Because, again, like I used to say a long time ago, it's two different species, you know. And it, it really is. It's something that, you know, the people, I think, that published the Bible, I think they didn't want us to really figure that out. But if you read carefully and you see things like the goat and the sheep and the wheat and the tares, and you, 
You know, and you see, when you go, go to the words of Jesus, I think he, um, especially in John 8, where he, um, you know, where he pretty much convicts Judaism as a false religion and a religion based on Satanism. Well, I could also add the Catholic. I could add all the religions based on Satanism. But, I mean, he particularly goes into that and said, you know, if you were of God, you would know me. You would understand, you, you, you know, you, in other words, you wouldn't crucify me if you, if you were of God. The only way you would crucify me is if you were of Satan. So the people that convicted and crucified Jesus were of Satan, and, and trying to make that point. But somehow through the years, and through all the years, they've obscured that attitude. They've obscured that point. They don't want you to see a certain kind of people that would do it all over again. They don't want you to see the world as it is. People like this, you know, in the face of science, in the face of evidence, in the face of actuarials, the, uh, the actuarials don't lie about the death rates. And anybody can read them, but they don't care about the facts, you see. The facts are not on their side, but then they're just like J6. They, in the minds of the judge... And the jury and the people there, the people that were there are guilty of an armed insurrection where they killed millions of people or thousands or hundreds. But, but they killed people and they overthrew the government and they, they, and they pierced the sacred uh, hall of Congress and they held con- Congress people hostage and they were armed, and they were ready to overthrow the U.S. government for Trump. And for that, Trump must go to everything, must go to anything connected. If you had a phone call, this is coming next year. Phone calls, six degree of separation, Facebook, Twitter, anything connected. Up, oh, see, that's it. Guilt by association. And everything that every totalitarian dictator, evil leader has done in torturing humanity. Just, you know, Sean Penn is a guy that if he had any power, he would love to torture, then kill probably 90% of the world. Oh, not, you know, in his philosophy today. I'm just saying, given the circumstances. Oh, they're rebelling? Kill them all. We don't have the money to house them, Sean. Well, not only should they not go to work, we can't police them staying at home. So I guess what we're going to have to do is uh, bus them to camps. And if we can't take care of them there, they should just be slaughtered. We have to have common sense here, says Sean. We need to, you know, the good people that pay the taxes and, and do it, you know, do common sense things. They need to be able to uh, live and thrive. The others need to be gone permanently from our society. And that's what every single, every, look, I can put on more and more people. But they will all say the same exact thing, as if programmed from the same source. Who is Sean Penn? We don't know. Who is Gene Simmons? We don't know. Who is Rob Reiner? We don't know. And some some of the others. Who is Kathy Griffin? Who is uh, you know, who are these people that are calling for uh, incarceration? Who are they? Who is CNN? Who is MSNBC? Who is Bill Gates? But Bill Gates has the same attitude. Uh, it doesn't really matter who we plug in. Uh, you know, Bill, Bill Gates is, uh, 
concerned with population. And uh, I, I'm kind of... Um, I'm really tired of Gates, you know. I, you know. Uh, but the idea that... I want to say one thing about Gates. He's still a child. Um, and he is uh, a very dangerous man because he has the power to kill with impunity. In other words, there, no law of, of any land of any country applies to Bill Gates. I think we all know that. And uh, Is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment Listen to this is child. going to be impossible? He's a child! Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. We go from less than mm -hmm. a billion in 1800, and then mm -hmm. three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion where we are today is happening even faster. So Melinda and I wondered whether provide. Um, yeah, so most people so here's in Musk. The world are operating under the false impression that, uh, that there are too many people. Refuting Gates. Um, this is not true. Earth could maintain a population many times at the current level. Of course. Um, Replenish the earth, folks. And the birth rate... We've never done that. ...has been dropping like crazy. Um, so, and unfortunately, like, we have these, like, uh, ridiculous uh, uh, population estimates from the UN that need to be updated because they just don't make any sense. Um, of course. Really, you can just look at, say, what was the birth rate last year, how many kids were born, multiply that by the um, life expectancy, and so say, okay, that's how many people will be alive uh, you know, um, in the future. Uh, and then say, is the trend for birth rate positive or negative? It's negative. So that's the best case, unless something changes with the birth rate. Um, I mean, you can look at, take, take Japan, for example. I think, uh, I'm just going off memory here, but I think the population is roughly 110 million. Um, but last year, um, if you take the number of uh, children born times the life expectancy, which is 85 years, it's very impressive uh, life expectancy, then Japan would uh, have, I think, around uh, 68 million people, roughly half of the current population. That does not tell the full story because those that you would have an upside-down demographic pyramid. You already have an upside-down demographic pyramid. Okay, so, and I, I think... I understand where Elon is coming from. He's really basically kind of, you know, normal, you know, and, and looks at data like like you would, like I would, like any normal, like a scientist, whatever, and sees that population is slated to go down, but also sees that the Earth has... They, we've been living under this myth that population... Uh, needs to go down because we can't sustain it all and all that. We're, we're wearing out the earth. But anyone who's ever taken a plane trip to Europe, across America, uh, down through Africa, South America, anywhere, will look out the window of the plane, I, I implore you, and tell me it's overpopulated and that you couldn't sustain you know, life with all that abundance that you see out the plane fields and trees and this and that and resources, you know, and endless. 
No, these people, they're all the same. And they believe this is their world. And I can tell you, when it gets rough, you know, we're kind of leading up to what the next blow is. And unfortunately, it's they're going to do a combo with food. You know, they've been preparing, you know, getting rid of all the food, right? And uh, so the idea is, is starvation plus lockdown. And they feel that that, you know, no, no Walmart, no this, no that, you know. They want to go more of a, a more brutal. Yeah, whenever you talk to these people, they want to go more brutal. You listen to Stephen Colbert. There he is talking about the, the horrors of toxic masculinity with one of his big actress friends, let's say, you know. I don't know who it would be, you know, some celebrity. And they're, and they're agreeing that the people out there need to be educated about toxic masculinity and geld their boys. In other words, cut their testicles off. So they're not going to be a menace to society in the future. Because we're, we're, we are opting for a much more loving future uh, through castration. The, the, the biggest uh, donors of uh, LGBTQ and whatever other, you know, which is, it's, it's all a ruse. It's just a political uh, committee. And the whole goal is to get this political system in. But the other goal of LGBTQ and to grow the, uh, the numbers that they, as they've been doing is population, of course. And it's been a policy for a long time. You know, if you push sex as, as pleasurable and sex with anything but hetero, you know, if they included heterosexuality and families as a combination of teaching, then they would have credibility, but they don't because they include only their um, lifestyle, only anti, you know, really it's anti-nuclear family. And it's, it's also anti-population. But that's, unfortunately, what LGBTQ has become, has become just a, you know, a hack political party that is uh, vying to add children to the mix for pedophiles. And that's basically the end-all and the be-all. But they all sign on to it. And you can already see the parents who are in this, you know, let's not just take celebrities because, I mean, that's, that's, you know, maybe that sampling is a little bit unfair because they're all the same. They're identical. Um, but they're also adopting new attitudes and ideas for children, and that is a, in the name of letting the child choose their gender and all this other stuff, they're imposing a religion Really, it is a religion. They are a theocracy at this point because it doesn't matter what the facts are. It just matters that you fall in line with this. And when you see your leaders, your privileged, your few, your chosen, when you see them and they're lecturing you on what to do with your children and they're, and they're basically leading toward you know, you know, every opposite thing that, that, that you would think, you know, no family, you know, pro-pedo, uh, trans uh, laws for incarcerating people. I mean, it's one thing to push to be for trans rights. It's another thing to in- jail someone for not using the right pronouns or misgendering someone. And I, I find this 
I'll just give give you. I'll just tell you where it's going. Death, mass death, and very soon, probably the next lockdown. Bill Gates has made it very clear. And he wants to get even with you. He is mad. He wants you to pay for not having conformed to his Event 201 plan, which is his. Everyone, you know what I mean? He's the, he's, he's the leader of it. So, you know, he wants you to comply or die. And he wants the celebrities out there that he funds to tell you you need to be separated from society if you don't get a vaccine. Furthermore retrainment camps, whatever, for people that don't understand that goes further than that. We have to be anti-nuclear family in order to really, you know, get that popular, you know, get Bill Gates' utopia. Why Bill Gates is God? I don't know. Bill Gates is God! Bill Gates is God! And, Okay. So enough ranting and raving. I, I, you know, I, I guess maybe it's only me whose blood boils when I hear these tapes and stuff. Maybe you, you don't care that much. But I can tell you this. I, I think the idea of getting rid of the family, uh, using all-inclusive LGBTQP, LGBTQP, IAO, whatever, to do it. Um, I bet you never really realized that this political religio political system is both a theocracy and a totalitarian top-down regime. I'll bet you never understood that. I'll bet you never thought that Disney would be the purveyor of woke. Which, woke, to me, it's, it's not really that much about racism, it's more about population. And, of course, adopting all the, you know, the Black Lives Matter, like if you say, oh, I'm not a racist. Oh, yeah, but you're unwilling to talk about it, so you're a racist. Oh, I didn't say I was unwilling to talk about it. I just said I'm not a racist. Oh, no, but by saying you're not a racist, you're a racist. You're white, you're a racist. No, you don't belong in society like these guys. We need to separate you. And I thought we went through that, and that was wrong. Uh, no, it's 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 the new thing. It's right now. It used to be no, no. It's to separate white people from society is correct. Killing them is even better. Okay, so you're asked to like ingest all this stuff, which you know the weird thing about it is it came, it came so, you know, in in a package, and. When they rolled it out in 2020 uh, at the, you know, dump Trump thing, you know, the, riot, the riots against Trump, where they did kill people and burn down buildings, but they, they never got in trouble. They certainly never went to jail like the J6ers. <laughs> they never, you know, they never, right? They never went to jail. They were never adjudicated. Nothing really ever happened to them. 
and yet they caused billions of dollars of damage and killed hundreds of people, and nothing, nothing happened. I remember they blew one guy away. He was head of a prayer group, and the guy just walked up to him, blew him away, and he goes, time to take the garbage out. Huh? Okay, now let's go further beyond this. I'm not just going to rant. There's no point in my ranting and raving. No matter what I say, that Sean Penn's going to stay there. No matter what I say, Gene Simmons is going to have his platform. No matter what I say, these people are going to push, you know, they're going to push quiet, surreptitiously, like, you know, when I was a kid, they pushed the pedophilia, you know, but that was as a, not just grooming, but that, that was grooming, not, not just for, for sex, but it was grooming to be in society. That's how, how dominant the culture is. It was a way to become part of the club, right? Because if you're a kid, you might not have any money, but you could put out, and they will induct you, and then you'll be the abuser eventually. That's, that's directly what I experienced in my life, and I am a direct witness of that, of that culture going on. And I'm also one of the few that ever said in the beginning, in the very beginning, that it wasn't just, you know, high society, which, of course, is a thing I, I can't stand that. But it was, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a worldwide phenomenon, you know, and, and it was also considered to be the world. And they would say to you, learn what the world is like and then learn to get along in it. That was the instruction to the kids. Understand? It's always been the culture. The slavery of society has always been there. We've always been a slave state. We've always been a slave culture. Let me explain what I mean by that. I'm not going to call it the matrix. That's too easy. Uh, what I mean is that people make it a condition of slavery to move you up into halls of power or move you up in your job or move you up here or there. And it's all based on, you know, I mean, so their rank and file is based on favors, right? You do something for someone, they give you a boost over here. You look the other way over there, you get a boost that way, you know? And they claw their way up that way. And then there's the royalty, people born in America, that means celebrity children, not you. Uh, they have a shot to then skip to the front to lead everything without earning it. Earning it meaning working their way up, you know, clawing their way up the ladder, you know, the, the blowjob ladder or whatever. You know, I'm belittling sex now because it's so pervasive that it's, it's like drinking water. It's like going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's not really... Um, that's, I guess I've really become very tainted. I'm so sorry. I've become very damaged living here. And I realize that the, the only thing I long for now is the Lord. I don't really... I've... I've I'm very bored with, uh, you know, trying to watch something on Netflix and you see this soap opera thing I was watching called A White uh, Lotus. And it's about a bunch of uh, spoiled brats that go to a 
a um, you know and privileged few that go to uh, these resorts. I've seen them because I've I've been there. I don't think I'm welcome now, but I've been there. And uh, you know, like the first one they did, the Four Seasons Maui. They don't tell you it's the Four Seasons. They say it's a White Lotus, but. Yeah, and and basically they 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 try to push the whole politically correct, you know, lingo, and you know the guy that produces is a guy named Mike White, and you know who's thoroughly. I mean, he's in. I mean, there are people like that who are just into the culture, you know. So he's got you know dialogue and everything is real snappy, and it reflects the culture. It doesn't go beyond that. It, it's not luminous. It's just catchy. You know, like, like, you know, like lyrics to a song is catchy, you know, the right catchphrases. So I looked at the first one and then um, it was recommended to me to see the second one. And I started watching it. I became immediately, you know, kind of like thoroughly disgusted and sick. And I started needing to have a drink because I, I really couldn't stand it anymore. I mean, I just, I really couldn't stand it. It was beyond my ability to comprehend and, but, you know, they went and did their thing and everyone's unhappy with everyone. They're at this resort in Sicily, also called White Lotus. And everyone is unhappy with everybody. And eventually, you know, it's the girls against the boys and the boys are going to go act up and, you know, and then there's greed and then there's every kind of thing. And eventually it leads, I'm going to watch, well, I will watch the rest because I started it, but. I just kept thinking to myself during the time I'm watching them bicker over, you know, being a good husband. And the last time they were all into this sort of like woke stuff where they're, you know, there's a boy that's maybe what, 16 and, you know, they're saying, well, things have been really hard for white males. I mean, be easy on your brother. And then there's all this sarcasm. Oh, really? <laughs> As if, <laughs> you know, there's, this, I mean, you know, we have <laughs> Yeah, pretty sure he deserves it. <laughs> you know, so there's that attitude, you know, this this got kind of throughout and then and then of course the whole gay vibe and gay stuff going on all over the you know not in this one but in the first one. And um uh, the thing that was I guess depressing to me about it, you know, the uh you know, flying into the resort and all these people who hate your guts taking care of your luggage and who couldn't afford even a meal at that resort. Let's face it, right? Let's face it. The people that cause the greatest iniquity, the greatest gap between wealth and, you know, between, you know, you know people that have money and who don't have, between the haves and have-nots, are the, are the, is the status quo elite, uh, these people have done more to destroy the wealth of the middle class and, and poor people of anybody in the history of the world. More wealth has been canceled. Now, I know you communists out there, if, if you got a few fans of communists, don't get any, I'm not into ideology. What I'm saying is they destroy the wealth on purpose, or the, or the coming wealth, the, the possibility that you could get ahead on purpose. That's what taxes are for. They're confiscatory. They tax you so you can't ever catch up with them. 
They don't pay taxes. You do to prevent you from becoming one of them. And if you're on the lower rungs, you, you know, they're coming for you now. The, the Democrat Party these days are the party of taxing the poor. Used to be the Republicans. Now it's the Democrats. It doesn't matter. It's the same establishment club. Whether Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. They're going to take your... They see the money there in Social Security, and they've raided... Hey, Trish! I got a problem here. The dog is scratching me with a bone. Please. Okay, I may not be able to finish this. I, I, I'm trying to lead to a point. I'm getting somewhere. Oh. Okay, the Frisbee's okay. I, I, I'm just trying to get through this. And, you know, if, if you could put me in a cage, let the dogs run free and put, put me in a cage. Okay, so, so I watched this too. And I watched these elites. Okay, so one guy is tied to the movie business. He's a Hollywood guy. Now, the movie business in Hollywood have made a big split. You don't have to be in Hollywood to be in the movie business, obviously. And there needs to be a lot more movies about what I'm talking about and not what they're talking about. Aren't you sick and tired of their bullshit? Aren't you sick and tired of what they cram down your throat on Netflix? Aren't you sick and tired of their stupid take on how people should behave in society, especially now? Uh, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty, a hundred million years into COVID? Haven't you become sick of it yet? And look, I see all the the actresses with their new babies lining up to get them gelded. Isn't that nice? And that's what they're going to make you do. Oh, we're coming to a day of... I see a day coming of National Castration Day where men are ordered to go through the castration process. You know what I mean? At the behest of the women who rule everything. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, whatever fantasy. You know what I mean? I'm a very imaginative person. That's why I write. And uh, right now, if I could get hold of a, I think I would write the word fuck and kill and death and hurt and harm. A million, I mean, it just feels so bad to be here. Yeah, I know I could be gone. I know that uh, any day I could just fall over. I understand that. I know I haven't been able to be in a strict physical regimen because of, you know, the stress and strain of dealing with them has really done a lot of harm. I mean, I believe that you all need reparations, don't you? For what they've done to you, how many years they've taken off your life? You know, uh, you, you know, the first thing to learn, of course, is nothing is fair. Well, then don't ever say it is. If you think nothing is fair, don't start saying it's fair. Then, then leave it there. You know, um, I don't think God minds... If, you know, the more that I've hated everything I've seen, you know, because like I say, I've been to these resorts too, and I've, you know, been, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're Ritz Carlton's, they're Four Seasons, and they're, you know, they're, they're Land, they're, you know, and they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're uh, jet charters, and they're, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. And it's all, 
like torture. It's all because every time someone brings you a cup of coffee or sets down your, your shrimp salad for you and your friends to mindlessly eat while you're overlooking the ocean in Maui or something, you know, is, is that exchange right there is filled with hatred. Uh, you can feel it if you're like me. I'm a very mainly spiritual person, not really very worldly, because if I were worldly, I would just shut my freaking mouth. Think of how many opportunities I've set down the roof. Think of how much, think of how many people I've re- repelled through saying things that are not convenient for them. Think how many opportunities I've lost by not bowing down to these, you know, um, manufactured uh, you know, childlike hucksters. Think how uh, when they tell you to play the game, they want you to butter everybody up. You butter them up. When you're in the presence of all that, it's, oh, let's butter you up. Because in so doing, I'll get myself an opportunity. But, you know, not until they can blackmail you, right? And I know that in all those exchanges, whether it be, you know, where the the workers are in the, you know, resort in the hotel, and then the, and then the clients come in, the you know, the, uh, the gentry. I know that exchange right there, that, that confrontation that takes place in the spirit is pure hate. 100% hatred. And, you know, the, the people going there may not uh, be, you know, overly hating except when they think of putting people in jail for not taking a jab or whatever. But when you're welcomed by them, uh, behind those smiles is pure hatred because they blame you if you could afford to do that. They blame you for their problems, you see. And they're not that far wrong. There are a couple, there are a couple people removed, yeah, from the institution that's doing them in. Uh, but, but it's the, the overall system. And unfortunately, I've, I've looked at it and I, I cannot believe we produce such airheads in this country. I cannot believe how dumb people are in America and how, and I'm not even talking about, I'm not talking about the masses, you know, that figure stuff out. I'm not talking about, you know, the basic, you know, people. I'm talking about people that climb into these classes, these upper classes, and I cannot believe how dumb they are. And, you know, the reason they're stupid is because they have learned to get the cheese, to be a you know, what they have to do to get the cheese. And that, of course, goes back to the pedophilia, using youth. Believe me, the, the kids, all the kids I knew that, were, that went through that whole program, all of them were into it. There were no complainers. There were no people saying I was abused. There wasn't anything like that. They, were, they, they saw that they could abuse too, and they got into it. They got on power trips. They, they became, uh, you know, the, the, the gang leaders at school. They went from, like, being a stupid nerd and, 
someone the bully would pick on to someone that ruled the, uh, the playground. So it was good for them. You know, and, and it's just, it's a matter of getting your mind into the criminal mindset. Because to succeed here, you pretty much have to be a criminal. And so get your mind into the criminal mindset. You know, uh, and, you know, and then they will, you know, when a Satanist tells you nothing's for free, he wants sex from you. It's just, you know what I mean? In order to, you know, whatever. So, you know, that's the top of the chain. You know, the top club. You know, it's like that. And then everything below that is kind of on its way to that. It hasn't really devolved to that yet completely, but it's, you know, wheat and terror still. But once you get up to that level, it's, 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 there's one set of rules. And it's got nothing to do with uh, morals. And it's, they don't care about murders. They don't care about, I mean, look how many wars they do. These, these, are, these decisions are made at the very top. And so they go to war, they kill millions of people, they don't care. They know that they do that to consolidate their power. So, you know, do I have a solution? My solution is Jesus Christ. Yes, I have a solution. And that's where I want to go. After having to deal with all this, and even that show, I started getting really sick to my stomach. I was like, there's got this older, you know, wealthy woman who's retired with like half a billion dollars and she's trying to find herself and she's sort of pathetic and overweight and has facelifts and looks kind of hideous and she's got some guy that she's, you know, stringing along and you know, doing stuff for him and... You know, he was going to die, and she got a doctor. She said, Little does she know he's got a, a wife and everything back home, but he's he had to do, you know, pretend he was her boyfriend. It's the same. Look, I, I'm telling you, it's on TV. It's, he had to, you know, put out for her in exchange for getting medical treatment. That basically saved his life, but he still has a wife at home, and yet he's having to do that, okay? And he feels conflicted about it this particular episode and but you see what's going on there is just a little microcosm of the of the way it it works and and you know we might as well have not even had this discussion about it almost seems to me that you know we've had this for thousands of years and you know we just slowly come up to it. why don't we just stop all this shit and just say what it is and get it over with. All this leading up to something, like what? You know, I mean, where it's going to lead, ultimately it's going to lead to cannibalism, you know that. The snake eating its tail. You know, I know that's not what the occultists think, but to me, you know, to me, I mean, there's a million meanings to that snake eating its tail, and one of them to me is is cannibalism. But another one to me is uh, to create a finite world out of the infinite. You know, and, and, and that, you know, denoting a system. And there's, you know, and there's also official occultic, official, approved of, of things you can say about that. Anyway, why not just cut to the chase and just say it? It is what it is. 
It's always been the way it is, and it's never changed, and the United States didn't change it. However, the U.S. had the best chance because of God. Because that was there in the beginning. And then God's gone away now, and then pure decadence has taken God's place, because that's what the devil is. It's, the devil is decadence. Decadence is finally focused on the children. Why can't we just say what it is? Been that way for that ever. Why can't we say it? Oh, look, the sun. Oh, you didn't see that. You're going to jail. <clears throat> so why are God's children here? Why on for any reason would God send his people here? What is the purpose? And unfortunately, the churches would have you believe that you're supposed to confess that you're fallen and everyone's the same. I'm here to tell you as a child of God, a believer in Jesus and the word, that it's not all the same. That's just satanic rhetoric. People are different. What you just heard, Sean Penn. Oh man, it's. I have no plan on going to Malibu, thank God. Yeah, Sean would drive around in an old truck when I used to live there, you know, with his sleeves rolled up, his cigarettes up in his sleeve, trying to act like a kind of a tough guy from the 50s, like some working-class hero guy. That was never him. He didn't convince anybody either. They all saw him as a phony. But he's a celebtard, man. You know, like, he's royalty. Let him do what he wants. Even worse, follow what he says or off with your heads. He would be like a one of the royal knights in the king's court. And he has power by Jove. Now you better get your vaccine. Or you better be prepared to have your job taken away from you, so says Sean Penn. What do you want to bet? This guy never had a jab. But just like a saline solution type of thing. Because he's a celebtard. When he want to bet there was a double standard there? <laughs> How do you know it wasn't that way? <laughs> yeah. And whenever you start speaking about, like, noticing a Sean Penn or noticing a, you know, a Joe Biden speech or noticing some, you know, cackling witch woman, you know, screaming and yelling how certain... You know, Maxine Waters saying, you see anyone that's a Trump supporter, you know, basically kill them in the streets. And this this is going on, you know, in your society. And let's face it, folks, you can't go anywhere right now. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be going into some gas station that wasn't well lit and somewhere with lots of witnesses, would you? You know, somewhere where they could lurk in the shadows and 
try to pull a carjacking off or something, you know, and today carjackings come with death. Usually they just stab you to death, then take the car. That's the new trend. They don't leave witnesses. Well, because they can afford to do the extra, because they really want to do the, I mean, because it's not the car they want, it's the killing they want. They use the car as a getaway. They just want to kill. Okay? They've been trained to kill. It's usually, okay, a black guy and a white woman. That was the last one I saw. And then I saw another one. It's another black guy and a white woman. Another one. A black guy and a white woman. Another one. A black guy and a white Another one. Black guy and a white woman. Another one. Black guy and a white woman. Oh, shoot. Is there a pattern here? You better not say it, racist. Okay, so I didn't see any black people. It's just carjackings. You want to talk about race? <laughs> I'm willing to talk about race right now. You want to talk about race? Oh, come on, punk. You want to talk about race? If you weren't taught to be a racist, if talking about race is not your thing, then you're a pariah. We want to force you to talk about race. Because if you're white, we want you to apologize and give reparations. And, you know, if the few black people that are left, uh, you know, from having been tortured by the Democrat Party and also aborted, well, if they want to kill, so be it. And all that's a ruse. It's all a lie. And uh, so I wonder, really, I just wonder what, you know, what is the purpose of this situation? I know that Christians get mad at me because I won't just go do the works of Christ, shut up about what's going on and just try to help people, you know, give put Band-Aids on their wounds and try to help them after, as they're getting pummeled to death. Well, you know, that's just not enough for me. I have to have the word. I am the word. I am the word. I'm one of the few people that can articulate the word in the entire world. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm just saying I'm one of the few because, <clears throat> you know, God gave me that gift. I mean, people have been separated from society that long where they could become the word. I mean, you know, my circumstances made me able to do that. And what that means even more particularly is if, and, it, you know, to be honest, it hasn't been that easy lately. I haven't had the kind of, you know, a few years ago, I really had, a, I think, a stronger connection with God in a way because the word just was like flowing out of me. Now it's like here and there, you know, it's, and I'm sort of like, Lord, just kill me. You know, if you, if it's not going to flow through me, if it's, if there's going to be a big problem, I, I prefer not to have ever been. You know, I, I volunteer to never having ever existed. <laughs> I can see all the, all the men, <laughs> everyone out there raised their heads. Me first, F. <laughs> well, let's be honest. You know, if not now, when? You know, I, I definitely, whenever I would go, you know, it's funny, we went to this, and Trish was with me, we went to this Maui Writers Conference, 
And I thought it'd become a fun thing to do. And it just was like writing workshops and maybe trying to get a novel going. Or, you know, there's a bunch of Hollywood people there, agents, and there's book publishers there from New York. And it was like at, at the Grand Wine Layout, one of these resorts, a couple down from the Four Seasons where they shot this White Lotus thing. You know, only the, the Grand Wine Layout is geared for kids and all kinds of weird pools and... You know, just like something really decadent kind of from the 80s. I think the Yakuza built it with the Yakuza drug money or whatever. Anyway, um, real, uh, you know, ostentatious. And, uh, you, you know, there were, what happened is that the, uh, someone told me, I, I, I don't even know what I was doing. Folks, honestly, the only reason I was there is because I thought that I was supposed to be writing something and I thought this would, you know, enhance my productivity and, you know, kind of get me juiced again and, you know. But then when I got there, I saw the inside the outside. And I said, there were all these people leading these workshops and these sort of... I remember this couple we met from San Francisco and they were loaded. I mean, they had, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, she, the girl, the woman, the wife, wanted to be a big time author, like a fiction author, you know, to write fiction about politics and stuff. And it just showed this torturous route she was taking of schmoozing with people and then schmoozing at these little, you know, these little gala events and trying to get to know people and, you know, hanging around them at the pool, getting to know, you know, just doing everything she could to network. It hobnob with the the quote elites, okay, of publishing, and uh, I think she finally got her her book published. I mean, I don't think it was a self publishing. I have nothing against self publishing, by the way. I think if you're a lamb, if you're like any of us, you might as well self publish it because you know there's <laughs> what what would be the purpose of going to a New York publisher with any story you might come up with. Since it's not a meritocracy, what would be the point? There is no point. It, uh, it just The only point would be to get rejected and then read, read the riot act or the facts of life, you know. So we watch this girl, you know, this woman, this housewife, and she, she had a charity ball up in, uh, like, Silicon Valley and... And, you know, all the top heads of Silicon Valley were there. And we actually went to it and were invited. And, and I, I literally couldn't, oh, my God. It was like going to a mausoleum. It was, it was like, okay, here are inarguably the worst people in the world in this, in this chamber. Of, and they're all partying and dropping ecstasy and trying to schmooze with the other guy's wife and this. You know what I mean? The, the, the whole letting of things that go on. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, I just kept watching, you know, kind of, you know, and eventually I, I got into a fight with her husband and because I, uh, he was getting a $13 million contract through his fax machine to do some kind of work. And he says, you see that? And, and I go, I didn't care. I mean, yeah, great. Good for you, you know. And he just got, you know, just incensed that I, you know, that uh, I wasn't going to, like, worship those people. 
And, you know, so that was that. And uh, that was the end of that. But I did watch a little longer, you know, she had become a friend of a stylist and uh, in Hollywood, you know what I mean? And they were hanging, she was hanging out, trying to get her book thing. Anyway, the long and the short of it all is with all the schmoozing and all the money and all the, the gala and all the this and that that she had put together, all her efforts wound up with nothing. You know, she was not chosen. And she'd go on the radio, and eventually she was accepted as some kind of author. And I, I don't, you know, I mean, it, I, I watched the whole thing. I was literally looking back on it now. I was so disgusted at, you know, the whole, at the whole, I, don't, I can't even explain it to you. But you've, you've just the same, and I see that they have these little kids coming up, and they're already living in a mansion, and you, you could just tell. They're going to destroy those kids. So, you know, they're, they're going to be completely politically correct. And whether they're conservative or liberal, it really doesn't matter. It's the same elite thing that goes on. And uh, I didn't really, you know, I don't think they were. My issue with them is their hostility toward me. They just absolutely could not stand if they saw you walking around free you know just like you're not beholden to anyone or anything you know you're free they 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 want to shoot you in the fucking head man and i'm just like i get it i mean i sort of get it i i don't understand why you won't just leave people alone i, I remember having dinner with some friends and these were high society people and when I say that, I mean, I mean what I say. I mean at the top. And uh, and they talked to me about a childhood friend we had, Bill. I've told you the story before. You know that he was he either became homeless or he started just wandering around doing poetry. And you know he's you know is, was he? A, I I couldn't verify whether he had a place to live or he was homeless. But anyway, they said. Then they look at us. They go. And we're going to get him. Get him? Like he owes. You can't just let him, you know, walk out and, you know, do his own. They were mad that, that the fact that he had nothing and that he had renounced everything and that he had become a poet of some kind and not for profit, not for money, but just like handing people poems and stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying. That made them really mad that he was out there homeless and suffering and and that made these millionaires mad. And they wanted to get him. I guess they wanted to kill him. I guess the message was, you know, you try to be like him, we're going to get you too. You know, I think it was like some sort of veiled threat. To me. Because I'm already like that. You know? And uh, I guess, the, the, Trish, please. No, I've got Ben's on me. He's, you know, he's, the couch is some kind of contention thing. And I admit I'm going to have to. I was telling uh, uh, Pia recently that I'm <coughs> going to be uh, trying to, uh, you know, get some video going. But, you know, the thing is, is, 
You don't need to look at some old gray-haired guy on video, do you? So I've been through this whole thing all the way to the end, and I, you know, like I said, I was watching The White Lotus on Netflix, and um, so well, because you, Trish, have been—you've had the whole education. You've seen it all. You've you've seen all that stuff. And you've, uh, I've educated you. Tell, tell, the, tell the folks here, tell them. No. Repeat that, please, and I'll tell them. Here. Zeph is watching. We're watching together. And he's calling out their plot points like 10 minutes in advance. The entire way through. All the way through. Yes. Part of that is because I'm a writer, though, and trained and have skills, you know. But yes, I, I do have that. Uh, I called every single thing that happened. Every single thing that happened in this series is so predictable. And if it were mine, I would have mixed it up because I could see it. I'd say, Trish, now this is going to happen. Boom. Now this is going to happen. Boom. And I can do that in people's lives too. Now this is going to happen. Now that's going to happen. Now that's going to usually happen. And, you know, I used to, God showed me once. He says the way he, he, he's used me before, he said, well, because you go, was that prophetic? Was it not prophetic? It was like, you say it, and then he, he, he says, it doesn't matter what you think about it. You're, when you say it and then it happens, was it the saying it and then it happens, or it was going to happen and then you perceived it? Which one is it? How about this one? Watch what you say, because this is who you are in me, and if you say stuff, it could happen, and you could cause damage. Who hasn't lied and caused damage before? Did David lie and cause damage? Did he cause people to be killed? No. So there is that, you know, there is that that need after being exposed. Okay, look, everything that happened in this resort is absolutely a thousand percent predictable, always happens. It's happening over and over, all over the world, exactly the same. And the people are saying the same things. Thank you very much. I like some of this. I'll take a martini. I'll take this. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, wherever it is, here's a tip. You know, here's a little, you know, crumbs for your trouble, you know, poor man, you know. All over the world, the same exact rhetoric, the same exact stupidity, the same glib, shallow, dumb, you know, past the pro, oh, you look beautiful today. You know, oh, your new face looks just looks. I mean, you look a little Mongolian, but you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the same kind of dialogue we had, you know, going back to the movie Society. I mean, you know, 
that was a campy little movie, but uh, you, you know, and I emphasize that that had a very shocking thing in it. But I mean, it was basically the same stuff, same thing, you know. And and when I say the same thing, you know, they're getting out over here at the Ritz Carlton. They're getting out over here at the Four Seasons. They're over here at the, you know, some of these uh, uh, special mall dives, you know, thing where you have to be boated to a little tiny Maldives island and they're there with a private chef and this and that to take care of your every need. Everywhere on earth, the same stuff is going on. I've got to claw my way up into society so I can partake in all that goodness and that good life. And then they get so puffed up They, you know, because they all insist on the jab. And they they all insist that you have the jab. I don't want to fly with someone that doesn't have the jab. You have to have a jab or I don't fly. Well, I don't want to fly with a pilot that's had the jab, do you? The altitude affecting the myocarditis, which affects heart attacks on the plane. I don't want to, you know, because I've actually done the research. You've done the research, kill him. You should be executed for that. You're, You're some kind of insurgent. We in Sean Penland have to be stupid. We have to go against science, go with political rhetoric, and force you all to do it, or off with your heads, because, you know, he said so. And Fauci said so. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. You follow your royalty. Klaus Schwab runs your life. Not you, not your vote, not Washington. Hollywood's run by the Chicoms. You know, where on earth is there any, anything? And the answer to that is with you and God, there is that space, infinite space. And out of infinite space comes this creation and all you need to know, if you miss school, if you got a fifth grade education, you're actually lucky. God, God bless you for that. You should have dropped out in fourth grade. You didn't be smarter. The bottom line, though, out of infinite space comes this finite thing. And all you need to know about it is the world we live in is in time okay, and space that is limited so that you could be inside out. You know, so you could look like a finite being, which is not true. And um, you can imagine limitlessness, right? You're limitless. You're limitless. So you don't have barriers. You don't have evil hurting you. You don't have any of the drama you have here. No, I mean, I can't keep going through it. It's, 
the world the world is a history of stupid people making stupid decisions that hurt the majority of people. That's the history of the world. Do you want me to go over it again? In charge are stupid people making stupid decisions, selfish decisions, but also stupid, that affect everyone and even everything around us, uh, that hurt everyone and everything, that ensure um, failure and not success. That's all they care about is failure. They hate success. They, they just, uh, what they like to do is cause you to fail and then siphon off of you their wealth. And when they want more wealth, they want to go kill more of you and take more of what you have. And that's basically the, they don't want to create anything. They don't want to go the opposite way and, you know, uh, let's say here, have businesses and, you know, have people able to, to feed their families. And blah. They don't want that. They want suffering and howling and pain and, Jimming and forcing and locking down. Even the Chinese, how how look how stupid they are. They're really dumb. They want to weld you into your. They want to weld your door so you can't get out, even when you starve to death. They think it's funny. I think that the Chinese, what they love to do. I'm talking about the authorities. I'm not talking about the you know Chinese people in bulk, but the Chinese people in bulk are pretty feeble. I mean, they they don't. Well, I guess we're we're them now. What are we going to do about it? Nothing. So the Chinese people are like, you know, putting up with all this stuff. And one of the favorite things they get to do is you know is, I mean, Klaus Schwab. Oh, I got to get Klaus. I got to play Klaus for you. Kill your pets. Have you heard that? Klaus wants you to kill all your pets. You go, you know, global warming depends on us all killing our pets. You know, that you're causing global climate change by having pets. Your carbon footprint is unacceptable. So the Chicoms, you know, they, get, they have like a killing the dog time and they go kill all the dogs, you know, and they, uh, they all have other, other festivals where they just capture a dog and burn them to death in the street and barbecue them and eat them, uh, you know, figuring the adrenaline, the adrenochrome from the dog makes the meat taste better. No, is that something you can relate to? Uh, there, I, is that a human you can relate to? Uh, someone that would do that, is that someone you can relate to? No, that's someone that you would never relate to. Um, you would never be able to have a conversation with. But they, the totalitarian ones, force you to have empathy and, and even do what the other guy does. They would like to force you into drag queen story time. They would like to force you into uh, new math that two and two is five. They like to force you into cutting your, you know, junk off. They like to force you into everything, into, you know, ultimately, euthanasia. You, this doesn't stop. See, this is just the beginning. <laughs> the, the euthanasia should get to you, right? Well, the only way that you would have tranquility, peace, is if, you know, God returned in the hearts and minds of people. 
and led the people, because God leads us into what we're doing. And, you know, I think they will see that when you God-led, you have, um, you know, you, you have success. I think they hate the people who have managed to find a way, godly people who have found a way to have a business during the pandemic, you know, people that uh, are developing parallel alternative ways of life, uh, people that have developed an alternative medicine where um, you can sign up and, and just not even be part of the insurance or anything that has to do with, you know, allopathic medicine to just have everything through doctors that would provide you, you know, hydroxychloroquine or whatever the ivermectin or whatever things there are that could, you know, easily take care of SARS-2. And also, I want to say this about these people. They are not good Satanists. If they're good at that, they would they would have found a way to have totally conquered, but there are too many people like, you know, that, you know, it's your spirit broken. No, you know, a lot of what I said today on the show is, is, is there for all to see, but you see how it sounds different. You know why it, it, it's because you're not allowed to see what they, they it's now we're in this state of insanity where they print it in the news, you know, online, you know, the mainstream news. And if you repeat the article that they printed, you still could eventually go to jail. Well, for example, if somebody, you know, had something to say about the January Sixers, that they were really true patriots or something, you, you know what I mean, they... they Say uh, they print the actuarial tables of how many deaths, how many excess deaths there have been, and what they anticipate for the future. And most of the deaths are going to come from vaccines. Okay, so and Bill Gates told us that. So if you repeat what Bill Gates said, you, you're an anti-vaxxer. You, you you should be rounded up according to Sean Penn. If you tell Sean Penn, but I'm just repeating the stats of these very proven actuarials, he would say it's what did he say? It's a uh, Something of against common sense. What did he, he had some kind of like political phrasing there, you know? <laughs> well, what do you say? It was a uh, well. I mean, he he talks about people that would not take the vaccine as some kind of inhuman species. Someone that isn't even, even, you know, someone that should be gotten rid of. You know, and not just for the vaccine, but in general gotten rid of just because of the thing that they perceive that you don't, you're not allowed to. There are two different species here. It's far beyond free will. It's, it's called DNA. It's genetics. It's God-made you know, wheat and God made tares. God makes wheat and tares right now. Who taught you to see everyone as the same? And I mean, it's one thing to be Christ-like amongst your enemy, but you should have the prophetic discernment to know which ones will change and which ones won't. 
God should already show you that. You should be that far on your walk. You've been walking with the Lord this far. You should have that discernment to, to know if for no other reason where to put your time in. If there's somebody about to, to you know, to who's questioning the reality that they were born into, which is a super illusion, th- then, and, and they say they're a communist or this or that or the other thing, you should know that person's about, he that person wants the Lord. They just, you know what it is? It's that comfort of the Lord. It's that, uh, I when I see that stuff in that white lotus, I need to find the Lord. I need to go closer to the Lord. I, I just can't stand it. I've seen it so many times, so many times in a row. I've seen it over and over and over again. You know, over and over, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what age, I was, I saw it over and over. And now they're putting it on TV, the same people going to these fancy resorts. You know, and then all their perceived problems and, you know, and, and, and I guess, you know, there's, it sort of approximates reality, but not really, because you don't, in movies and TV, you don't really have, you can't really go into their heads, you know, like you can with a book. Or their backstories, like who they are. Uh, You have to kind of explore it. I mean, the character would have to say it. Well, I was here, I was there, I was in jail, I was in the military, I was here, I was a cop, I was... Yeah, I... I uh, I found life useless. That's the other mistake we make. We call this life. This is not life. Life is eternal life. So this is, life doesn't have an end on it. There's no death in life. Jesus is life. He overcame death, so now he's life. So I've got to go there. That's where I go for life, to Jesus, because I, I, what am I going to get it on my own? Here, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Well, so that shows me through logic and through going to Sunday school and through, you know, learning by reading that if, if they say death and they say that's life, then I will reject that because I know that's not true. But in the midst of all this stuff, always the shelter is Jesus. Because, I mean, if you run to mommy's skirts, you know what mommy's going to do? Whether it's your girlfriend, your wife, your confidant, whatever. Mommy's going to get you ready to go right back in there. Pretend you don't see anything. Just blend in. Meanwhile, be like everybody else and try to work your way up that ladder. Maybe you'll meet somebody important from back in the neighborhood. That just might lead to another deal. Maybe another resort somewhere. After 150,000 resorts and croissants and espressos and and, uh, and people uh, you know, frowning as soon as they serve you, uh, maybe you'll wake up then. Well, isn't that nice? There are people there to serve us. Isn't that wonderful? They're here to serve us. It's a good thing that you know, you know, we built this resort here so that we could, so they could have a job. And it goes further. 
Um, and then there's the people that are really jaded and really wealthy. And then what they do is they start mistreating everyone around them because they know it doesn't work. They don't tip anybody. Have you noticed? They, they, they uh, order you around and refuse to tip you. They know that you hate them and they're going to give it to you right in your face because it gives them pleasure to know that they've got everything and you've got nothing. It feeds a little power source, which is probably in their genitals. Not their hearts, not their minds. Certainly not their minds. The minds are all atrophied. Oh, I had the best plane ride. It was on, you know, Korean Airlines. Oh, those Koreans, boy, they're, they've really gotten their act together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Zeph, you should pray for the world. No. Zeph is not going to pray for the world. Now, pray for God's people in the world and pray for some of those people that are on the wrong side, those prodigal sons and daughters. But the world? Ah. I don't think Jesus prayed for the world either. I I don't think that's a good idea. The world is what it is. The world is a mean-spirited, backwards, unloving, hateful, authoritarian, terrible place, you know, to exist and and a and a really bad place to, you know, um to either raise children or, you know, to it's a bad place to be a pure-hearted person, you know, who yes is yes, no is no, my handshake is my bond, you know, that kind of thing. Your word is bond. You, you know, um, those simple concepts. The, this world is not the place for that. It's more like, you know, basically duplicity and, and uh, you know, how much can I get from this guy? They did have that in this in this little series. I'll give that. I think it's on HBO as it is, if you want to see it. It's, but they did have this one thing where uh, this guy made a lot of money. He's kind of an innocent guy. And he made a ton of money. And and his friends invited him on this trip to this resort. It turns out they don't have money. But they found out this guy got a windfall in. So it's basically the whole thing is about schmoozing the rich guy, trying to get his business into the... Uh, Stock fund, hedge fund, investment fund, whatever this other guy manages. And then at one point he was tipped off that uh, don't let your husband go in with this guy, they're friends, because they're like make Bernie Madoff look like a, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a choir boy. You know what I mean? So, uh, so there's some. Yeah, I would expect to see some deaths. You know, something like that. But again, predictable. Now, is is there? Any acknowledgement of God, creator, anything? Of course not. When, what does that do? When there's no even wondering. Sometimes I'll use like the quantum realm as the realm of mystery, like of God. Is there 
you know, or the universe is mystery of you know, God or other worlds or parallel you know, you know, mysteries of, you know, alluding to looking beyond this. Do you think there are people out there that really believe, you know, you know this is it, and the game, that, the little game they play on Earth, that, right, it's a little game for little minds like Sean Penn. Uh, the game they play on Earth called Butter Them Up and Spooks Them. Do you, do you think that uh, they think that's it? That, that that's what, that's, that they're the most important things on Earth? And, you know, their lives are the most important things on Earth. And the Earth is here to serve them. And, and also, on top of that, believe, oh, it's a great life. Do you think there's anybody who, or do you think these people believe that? I think they, they believe that if they could get rid of their guilty conscience, and if they could get rid of you know, average people, that they would have a great life. Oh, I do believe they think that. I No, is that real? No, I don't believe that, but that's what I think they think. That they could reduce the population, they could get these idiot sycophants to go out and talk, even like, like Bill Gates talks like a, like a baby, like a child, right? Oh, he's an idiot savant. Oh, yeah, sure he is. Sure he is! Let's go head-to-head an IQ test any day. Any day. I'll do it after a week of no sleep. If he was intelligent, he would have discovered the truth, which is, and, and thank God he hasn't, because then he'd be luring people into his domain He's probably caused over half the world to wake up uh, to his shenanigans. Murder. Murder through the vaccines. Murder through totalitarianism. Murder through the foods. Murder through locking it down. Murder through synthesizing humans. Murder through depopulation. He's probably alerted a lot of people to those shenanigans when he was supposed to be doing just the opposite. The ambassador of goodwill, the ambassador of good health, taking care of the of the little black children down in you know in Africa that you know so he's the big you know the big white man savior of the black man. While out the back, he's aborting the black babies through his father and him Planned Parenthood, and they were donors to the Nazis and to Adolf Hitler. You can't make this shit up. And yet people go, oh, Gates and Fauci, they're all for our own. I mean, who are these people? These people that worship them, who are they? What are they? What? What? They're not. What are they? What? Not, no, they're not human in the way you think of human. What thing are they? I, I mean, it's okay, you know. I guess they are like robots that are going to be torturing us to death, right? And then their utility is that they're useless eaters of fools and God will get rid of them. I guess that's the way it's scheduled to go. <laughs> Do you think there's any part of God that wants, you know, would God want us to, to challenge them?
I know that in Revelation 18, God wants us to separate from them. To be separate. What do you think separate means? I, 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 I think what I think God wants from me is to be close. Right? In other words, to be connected to God is to be separated from the world. To be connected to the world is to be separated from God. I think that's kind of it, isn't it? You're either one or the other. If the world disgusts you what you see on TV, like, it's not that it disgusts me like, oh, look at those awful sinners and I'm so perfect. It's not like that at all. It's like been there, done that, felt that torn, felt that pain, feel that. It's that I've seen it 500 billion times in a row and it just gets to be uh, one more time than nothing. There's nothing, nothing, you know, the the bed, the big screen, the 20-foot ceiling, the view of the Mediterranean, the this, the that. It's again and again and again, repeat, repeat, repeat. What for? Uh, you know they well I, I guess I'd have to go around the world and uh, do, do a documentary and, and I you know record these people ah bonjour you know come on and then to another part of the world yes sir how how is your stay so far, sir? Oh, just lovely. We we played uh, you know croquet and you know scuba diving and uh, yes, sir. Have you tried the you know fish stew? The the chef makes it's very good on Wednesday nights. Oh, that sounds good. I've just mainly enjoyed getting my feet in the sand. I think I've lost. I've lost it, friends. I've, I've, uh, I can't describe the ugliness I feel from seeing it, and the ugliness that that gets triggered all the way back. And I've seen that same ugliness all the way back to zero. And I'm so tired of of people that are generations apart saying the same words in the same circumstances. Can you believe it? Like, how do they do that? Thank you very much. It's a fine just have a whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey's the thing now, right? And then, oh, the other thing, I see the wide world, you know, they cloak yourself in, in golf clothes. And out on the links, ah, we're going to find peace. Oh, well, that was fun. And then many of them drink on the links. You know, you got to drink to throw it back because you just can't stand it anymore. You're trying to have a good time. And your good friend out there, a sad guru, has been in the news lately. And he's saying, if you forget this idea of heaven, you could have heaven right here on earth. So he touts heaven is here on earth. There is no heaven. There is no God. 
To be free means you don't have to figure anything out. Just let it all go and just find happiness in the moment. And that's all you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) I thank God for my own intellect was good enough to figure this whole thing out. All of it. From uh, stem to stern. From soup to nuts. I have figured every aspect of this life out. Every angle, every game, every every feeling, you know, smells, feelings, clothing. The way they walk, I, I used to be traumatized. I'd see these people in golf clothes and they would traumatize me. The, the golf club was like Satan, you know. It's been a long haul. And then the gang stalking, it's very real, and they would you know, kill lots of people, but mainly there are people that question, and who are the people that were gang stalked? Who were the people that lost their lives? They were people that didn't understand calling evil good and good evil, and they couldn't roll with it, baby, roll with it. Just roll with it, baby. You'll be a rockin' not to roll, says Led Zeppelin. Do what the Beatles to get on the magical mystery tour. Hey, Jude. Uh, you, you know, just go along. I mean, don't fight it. And what is it? What is it they want? It, they, it, it's a, I think it's, well, it's not exactly a mind virus, but it's like a, you know, once you're over a certain threshold, there is no going back. You know, that's, you're a new person in Satan. Just like you'd be a new person in Christ is like a, a counterfeit born-again thing, except you're dead. So if they are dead, then there's a difference between the living and the dead. What does that mean? What it means, friends, is that there's a lot of people here kind of held hostage. What they need is the Lord. They need Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the only thing that there is to, to you know, that is the next step from this life to ongoing successive or forever life, if you will, to eternity. Jesus is the shed blood of God. Jesus is the Logos. Jesus is the Word. The Word, God created everything through. The Word is through the Word. There's nothing that was made without Jesus. It was all made by him, and he was the cornerstone, the stone of the corner, the foundation of all existence. And yet men rejected him, John 1. The light was in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So the world is enshrouded in ignorance and fear, violence, and stupidity, number one. I guess we could put that up with ignorance. Ignorance. I mean, they're not stupid like, you know, clever. It's just dumb, meaning what's right in front of you is the creation of Yah, and you can't see it. So,
And I know what happens when I'm around a lot of religious people. Well, that's no fun. God is calling me into, you know, more, uh, more, I, I guess I'm becoming more of what he is through my disgust of the world. I'm being propelled into more or closer to way to God, which means I think, you know, utterance, prophetic utterance, possible healing, you know, that that connection. And it's really not him. I mean, he's doing it through exposing these, like, TV show things, you know, just kind of rubbing my nose in it, making sure I understand, which I've always understood, but I mean, you know, really making sure there's no going back. Yet, we are all concerned that the powers that be are like, you know, Jonestown, right? Jim Jones, CIA. Will the people drink the Kool-Aid and kill themselves? Of course they will! Especially when they have guns to their head saying, drink the Kool-Aid or I'm going to shoot you. They'll drink the Kool-Aid and then they'll die. Why? Because it all has to lead to something like that or it's, it's, that's where it goes and there's nobody blocking it. You know, and that's, you know, it's still a philosophical statement. It goes to mass death. But that's where it goes without God. With God, it goes the opposite way. It goes to, you know, fertility, you know, births, (laughs) agriculture, you know, building stuff, you know, whatever, space, you know, endless life. Bill Gates is not the Antichrist, please. Klaus Schwab is not the Antichrist. Harari, as much as he, you know, loves children, folks, he's trying to get to him through his writing now. He's got a new book for children. Um, he's not the Antichrist. No, the Antichrist will be loved if there is a single person called the Antichrist, which there may not be. Loved in the sense of Exploring the, you know, Elon Musk is more of an antichrist than a Bill Gates. You see how that works? No, I like Elon Musk, you know, just on the surface, but I, I don't trust him. I don't trust anyone. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he could have a, uh, a master plan, but if, if there's any master plan, he would woo people. They would love to participate. They want to go to Mars. They want to go to space. They want to do things, and he would be the kind of antichrist that would provide it. You know, and solutions, and money, and, you know. But he would be, you know, he wore a... Uh, a uh, a vesture dipped in blood. He wore a breastplate. And on the breastplate was a bloody bathomat. 
all in red leather. Like, looked like, you know, it was in human skin. And I had Baphomet there. Why would he do that? Uh, I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm just simply saying that the Antichrist, the satanic way, really, is to lure people in, not to bludgeon them and hit them with hammers and or just kill them by welding them in their houses and clearing off the supermarket shelves, making sure that everybody is starving, especially the kids. Because Gates' new plan is to go after the kids with the next uh, COVID. It mainly kills kids. That's what he's after, the kids. So that would be unpopular. That wouldn't be the Antichrist. So... The next thing that they're planning is, you know, like I say, a, co- a combination of food and lockdown. The food de- deprive it. The depriving of food and locking down. And um, I'm sorry, but this is uh, not only not popular, but it's the screaming and moaning of humanity. I mean, it could very well be that there needs to come along somebody else after all this, somebody above Schwab and all the rest of them, who becomes the tempter. And that that very well may be who tempts you, who dazzles people. Remember the, you know, the idea of bringing down fire from heaven onto the earth, you know, the doing signs and wonders in the sight you know, of uh, the abomination of desolation. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, there we go. Very good. Um, Yeah, no, I was looking for some older music and I'm well, my studio is down, and it's been down for weirdest thing happened to it. On the Avid side, it puts out garbled signal, so it all sounds garbled through all the JBL speakers, and uh, hey, you got a lot of people there in the chat. I hope you're having a nice chat in there. Listen, here's my view, okay, just to sum it up. Jesus is king. That's it. You know what I mean? And and I, I can do it scientifically. I can, and you know, I have done it. I have explained it in a way that it goes beyond just this kind of, you know, at a glance message. Jesus is nothing if he is not at a glance. It's a deep subject. He is the enigma, but he's also the creator through himself, the word, but through God through him, meaning you know, John 17, God and him are one, but we in him are one too. We are the, if we're children of the most high God, we are God. See, they don't want you to go there. <laughs> no, you play with that idea, but you know, you know you're not God. You're not the unilateral God that makes all decisions and whatnot. But you know, through that, through that connection, through that 
Consummation's already taken place. What about the wedding of the Lamb? Well, where does that take place? In time or out of time? I, I think the wedding supper of the Lamb happened before there was anything even made. Because, and I know, you know you can make that argument, right? That's why time is so unreliable. I'm not going to make any argument. I, I could care less what the timing is. Um, so I was, you know, the studio was down because I think maybe the PCI card, that was the HDX of Avid, H, you know, that they would process uh, in the old 32-bit world, you would... To have help in processing, you get a PCI card to process your effects. I never used it, really. But maybe that card is fried, and that could be it. Um, what I'm going to need is a new computer. And I'm looking at um, the uh, Apple just made one. And Apple is the devil, right? They're more antichrist than uh, Bill Gates. So Apple makes this computer. I think it's called the Studio... They had a little mini studio, but then they came up with a bigger studio, and then they have the big giant, you know, you know, for crunching like huge uh, effects and you know movie effects and stuff like that. But they have one lesser than that that has things like eight terabytes on board. It's got, uh, you know, I can't even tell you how how many cores and you know forty eight cores and things like that. You know, just it, but in a little, in a kind of a square box. It's a new thing this year, and it's for people with home studios, and it's not terribly expensive. I mean, by the time you get done adding the memory and you know the, the core, you know everything that you want to add to it. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's kind of ridiculous, but it's not super ridiculous. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it would definitely work, but in order to do that, you know, I'd have to get that in, and I, I would go not HDX Avid. I would I would go Avid, you know, just Avid out with the computer. That should be enough to crunch it all. And um, so that's what's going to happen, and I don't know how I could get that done without the guy that built the studio here, you know, present, and it, and I'm having trouble lining that up. And it's really sad. I go in there and the, the sound doesn't work. And if I might have composed a song, I haven't done... The only last song I really did was... Well, I mastered a trailer for this documentary we did to be shown it, you know, to certain people. And um, that was fun because in mastering it, I have all the tools, you know, to, you know, the analog tools, the hardware to really, you know, bump it up and make it really dynamic at the same time. In other words, when it's soft and loud, it still stays within the parameters of the of the of the, you know, uh, you know, audio where you can hear it each way so it makes the dynamic pops and gunshots and big things, you know, so much bigger when you use dynamics. And when you use dynamics in analog, you can really get a, you know, a difference. Um and then after that, and it was just like a little mastering job, you know, we already had the track. It was already pretty much mixed. You know, I'd do a little light mixing and then and then run the master. Uh, anyway, it uh, it goes through the Avid. It goes through the uh, 
uh, the converter from digital to analog, and then it goes through a thing called the two bus, which is a summing bus, which is analog. And it's going through a, an atomic clock. And then it's going through, um, you know, the Avid gear as well. And then, then it returns uh, to be printed as uh, digital audio in, say, the Pro Tools track. So it, it, goes out, it goes out, becomes maxed out in analog. I mean, analog gives you another few dB to work with. It just is a more dynamic thing, you know. But it's a combo of the two, and it, it sort of gives an advantage because uh, it's really hard to work in the digital. You know, it's very hard to master in the digital realm because you don't get any break on the headroom because it's digital. You're locked in, right? What it says it is, it is. So I definitely want to return to that, and I've everyone that I've mastered for, done things for, has always been really happy with it, and, and that's the beauty of having that equipment. But to make it work, I need another, you know, setup. And so I wait. I wait. <laughs> you know, I just figure with most things that happen like that, I figure God's got him in it. You know what I mean? I'm, I just learned not to really completely question, but I keep trying to move forward. At the same time, I feel like, you know, in a sense, this world is such a, you know, such a, a malaise and molasses, you know, hard to move forward. So again, the solution is always, you know, going to be God. And it's like, Lord, if you don't want me to do what I'm doing, I'll do anything you want. You know, I'll stay, I'll leave, whatever it is. And um, we haven't had any... Uh, coercion and, and the really bad things but you know give it some time I um, the the Babylon thing the the the, the Antichrist thing um, the system of Antichrist would be one that would make your life a lot better welcome to the next revolution beyond the industrial revolution now we have the digital revolution. Now comes the synthetic revolution. Everything will be effortless, and you will all be as if you were millionaires. And there would be no more need to eat or walk or talk. <laughs> it's all your step on up. Come on up here, Sonny. Don't you want to see your friends? Isn't this just like the tunnel of light on the moon? You, you die, you go to the moon, you're in this tunnel of light, they show you all your relatives, and all you got to do is you know, stay in that tunnel of light, son, and you're going to get there. And then uh, the, these little guys, these aliens, right, the guys with the ant, ant eyes, right, the ant faces, they, uh, they basically um, take you and recycle you. And I think they, they spin psyche right back here on Earth. It's a recycling job, maybe. Can't say for sure. <laughs> why would they care if you saw your loved... I mean, seriously. Why would the people, the ant heads... Here we are in the ant farm, and the, and the ants are the ones running the ant farm. 
Why would they care about anything that we want or don't want? Why would they be concerned about you know the slightest thing? Uh, answer: These ants have no empathy for us. They really are like insects. Anyway, God, I, I hate to leave. I, I'd like to solve the whole thing. I'd like to solve it. I think I've proven the case for Jesus, at least to myself. I, I, I just guarantee you. You see, they're going to attack you if you go with Jesus because, but when you go with Jesus, they don't, they attack you when it's done, you know, when that, you know, baptism, born again, the, the trial by fire, that Holy Spirit connection, that consummation, that belonging, that line that you cross, when that happens, then they go after you. They don't go after you if you just start touting Jesus, saying, Jesus, 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 I love Jesus, and, you know, I was... He, you know, I, I shall fear no evil, and Jesus is my rock. You know, quote scripture all day long, they won't lay a finger on you. But if they see, how can they see you've gone through? Because they're a collective. They got AI, they got high mind. They got the Satan overlord. They got the whole thing they can see. You know, but the only thing they can really see, they can see a little bit of the, you know, what Paul might call the second heaven. But not the third, fourth, fifth, eighth, tenth, or the infinite number of levels and dimensions and worlds beyond this one. They can't see that. They can only see this. And they want to rule and reign over this. But this is, you know, God made it. I believe in God's genius. He made this world what it is. So they would, it would trick them into ruling and reigning over it. Because what are you ruling and reigning over? Nothing. See? You're not. Okay, well, what was the other one, uh, Trish? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, yeah, this is, well, a lot of people are talking about Gates, but, oh, oh I remember. We're going to look at Schwab. And, um, yeah, I think we got to <laughs> kill your bets. Yeah, just top it off. This cannot be an Antichrist, though. As much as you can't stand the way that Klaus Schwab is like, thinks he's the ruler. They'll have animal rights activists up in arms. The WEF is now calling for millions of cats and dogs worldwide to be slaughtered in an effort to reduce the carbon footprint they produce as a result. Okay, we need to...
to hear from Schwab's own mouth. Did he say it publicly, Trish? Does anyone remember? He actually said it on camera. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> Remember that song we had? Frankie goes to Chicago. <laughs> Frankie owns Chicago. Okay. Okay. So here's one statement he made. I have to speak in his behalf. Such a fool, this guy, man. Shit, he's just not really intelligent. No, no bueno, though, you know. He says, God is dead and the WEF is acquiring divine powers. Um, here's another one attributed. Jesus is Satan and kill your pets. But uh, Kill Your Pets is the newest message. Where can I find it? That's the thing. Come on, guys. I know there's a lot of people commenting on it. Let me... Klaus Schlob. Mr. Klaus Schlob. No, I don't want to hear that. What I want... Uh... And the world, of course, went nuts over that. I mean, they did not like that at all. But I can't find him saying it, so... Too bad. Too bad. And a lot of people... Oh, he never said that. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. Well, that's why there's no video of it. But... Uh... He, he did say that. He said, you know, in an effort to fight, uh, you know, global... Um... You know, climate change. No, he's not there, but anyway. Yeah, don't show me. Ownership of private vehicles. Yes, the forum claiming that this is a way to reduce global reliance on critical metals like cobalt and lithium as they make a push toward green energy. Digging, give up your car, why don't you? Yeah, the World Economic Forum sponsors that little get-together, that boondoggle in Davos every year. Why do major private CEOs even go to that thing? If this, these are the policies that the World Economic Forum are espousing. They're essentially saying, trying to take away your free will. Oh, you can't drive a car. And again, trying to apply uh, the ideas out of Europe onto the United States. Europe has a lot of mass transit. It's a very small continent. And North America, not so much. So stick that idea where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> Well, I have gone to Davos for 20 years for the World Economic Forum, and it's always been an incredible opportunity to... Okay, well, she's got a problem there, doesn't she, folks? Uh, if I went to Davos, I think I would probably have to be hospitalized from, you know, throwing up too much. I, I, it, would, it would be an incredible uh, waste of my time. Uh, but I can't find it. But anyway, he did put out that uh, memo to... I'll kill your pets. I don't think that was fake news. Um, it, it could have been a trial balloon to see what people would think, you know. They're always doing social engineering. 
And, you, you know, I don't think you have to be really smart to do this, like, to be able to, to, to be ahead of them as we are ahead of them. Here's Ben. Uh, to be ahead of them. I don't think you need to be that smart. I think you, you, you know, this idea of spiritual discernment. Now, spiritual discernment. Well, if you had any narrow calls in life, and it was just a little bit of spiritual discernment that caused you to live, then I'll bet you have a lot of spiritual discernment today. And it's really important because you're going to be, you know, it may be a life or death thing in the future to make, to make a quick decision. It might be whether to go in that gas station or not and get gas. It might be whether to, uh, you, you know, someone tells you to do something or you meet with somebody, whether to do it or not. It could be um, any number of things. But I think we should really, you know, in a sense, uh, employ spiritual discernments like 90%, would be 90% consciousness and 90% accurate. And carnal discernment is the, a mirror image in the opposite way. It would be 90% inaccurate. And then somewhere in the middle is where you know, people are anywhere along the scale. If you are pure spirit, you're a prophet of God, and that's all you do. Um, even those guys, I've seen those guys, well, don't count on the gurus from India to have any, they have no prophetic gifts. They may have psychic gifts, some clairvoyance, but that's about as far as it goes. Uh, The the guru today is, uh, the yogi today is all about, uh, do what thou wilt, baby. Yeah, yeah. Even in India, they've lost it totally. (laughs) Not that they ever had it. But, you know, there was like a reverence for Eastern traditions. It was more thoughtful and more accurate, more, you know. But what was it about Eastern religions that was so uh, attractive? Well, for one thing, people wanted escape from this horrible situation that we're in. You know, this, this, this situation being lied to every day, of being, uh, you know, tricked, stolen from, uh, you, know, you know, stalked, you know, if you're not on the you know the winning team, then you're basically treated like a criminal. Um, you know, social reject, uh, pariah, uh, bullying. You know, it's it's just a long list of bad. And so people really, and, it, and many many people feel this way. You know, not going to things anymore, not going to the football game, not going to the the party, not going to the you know, St. Patty's Day thing down at the pub. You know, it's, it's over. It, it, what, what for? All it does is keep repeating the endless repetition, the endless repetition, the endless repetition of words and phrases. A new batch of people coming along, that next generation doing the exact same thing that the other one did that came before and over and over and over and endlessly ad infinitum forever. What is the point of that? You, it's got to be stopped. But we can't stop it because they think repetition is the key to enlightenment. For them, for the worlder, for the government, for the celebrity, you know, the icons, repetition is power. Repetition is predictability, and predictability is profit. They don't want anything to be innovative. 
or new or breakthrough. They don't want to get off this planet, go to other planets or whatever it would be. They just want willing, compliant slaves who will do what they're told and die on cue when that day comes. You know, Jim Jones themselves. So, when, you know, there's two ways to go on this. One, you can give yourself to humanity, whatever that means, and do the work of the Lord in trying to help as best you can and just be, you know, dedicated to service only, nothing else. You can do... See, the danger of that is there are too many people giving themselves to humanity in the name of themselves, doing what they think Jesus would say but isn't, and and signaling everyone they're such a good person. And all they do is gum it all up and screw everything up and screw up other people's lives and then take no responsibility afterwards. So you see, it just, it you, you know, Bring my bring your greatest intellects, bring your greatest thinkers to this to this issue of life. Bring bring anybody, and you'll find a dead end every time. The only way through that barrier is with God or no, or no way at all. The only thing that will get you through that barrier is the Lord, is Jesus. And yes, the Lord likes the blind faith of a child, of course. And the Lord likes to see, you know, martyrs that that are so stoked about leaving and going home that they have a smile on their face when they're being executed. Yes, that may be a part of it. But I think what the Lord's going into now is, I, the Lord, am going to prove myself to you that I exist. Not only do I exist, I'm involved in everything going on. I'm not distant. I'm not on some other planet. I'm not up in the air. I'm not in the ether. I'm in the ground, in your mind, in your heart, your soul. I'm everywhere. And you can be everywhere too. (laughs) I think that's a good place to to leave. But yeah, no, I've uh, I definitely got triggered by that show. I, not in a bad way, but just it just felt like the world is an endless repetition, an endless ennui, an endless sadness, an endless uh, pile of carnage, an endless, um, you, you know. Uh, as I say, history repeats, but an endless uh, and tiresome repackaging of the same bullshit we went through at Thanksgiving dinner, at Christmas dinner, at birthdays, you know, you know, on vacation, in school, at graduation, at the marriage ceremony, with the lawyer getting divorced, at the fast food place, at the job, 
at the lunch break with the big screen TV, the last tube TV, with the decades going by one after the other, with every single person parroting the other guy. Wah, 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 wah. Parroting, just parroting, parroting. One generation speaking to another, just repeating the same ritual. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for bringing me my drink. Thank you for not uh, electrocuting me as an old person in an old folks' home. Thank you for not abusing me beyond what I can stand. Thank you for the, uh, for what? I just want to say that I'm, you know, a Christian, and I'm going to repeat the same thing that all Christians say. I've got people talking to me as Christians, and they're repeating what they said 10 years ago, but it's a new body, a new brain, a new face, saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. The same thing. When, in fact, we as people were given creativity by the Most High God, we're given uh, to be the image and likeness of the Most High God, we're given to be creators, we're given, we're given, we're given all of these talents, we're given nothing but opportunity, we're given freedom. So that the untalented among us, the unwise among us, the dumb among us, the feeble-minded among us, the lacking in talent or judgment or even just social skills among us, could rule and reign over us and do the first thing they have to do to please their God, stifle human creativity, stifle the human being, stifle the natural flow of creative humans, stifle the, the idea of freedom. I mean, even freedom in play, like playing, playing in a band, jamming, coming up with some new song. Now I'd rather repeat what someone else did that was famous, and then I, I'll get my fame and my money finally because they've held me out. No, you're going to have to scratch and claw your way through the ranks, none of which has anything to do with music. And by the time you get there, if you can even stand your own soul anymore, hey, welcome to hell, man. <laughs> I'm going to leave with this. I love you guys. I'm, I went deep into it today. I, I, I don't... Um, not going to apologize because I just got to figure that's what God wanted me to do, so... And that's what I want to do. I mean, I know that, you know, the creative world doesn't want me to talk like this. You know, one more anecdote, please. Well, I told you guys this before. There was a famous guitar player that came over to look at a house that we lived in off uh, Laurel Canyon. And, you know, not the greatest house, but it had like all the amenities, pool and 
a little separate studio kind of room that could, you know, weigh in and had like a little, you know, sauna, steam shower, little area, hot tub, you know, all that stuff. And SoCal, you know, nice weather up on Laurel Canyon. And um, it was okay. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't, I wouldn't say great. What would you say? Was it need repair? It was a nice place, you know, built 40 years earlier. Anyway, the bottom line is, um, so this gal brings over uh, this famous guitar guy. And she (laughs) went insane that uh, I had some of my movie posters up, you know, like I had, uh, you know, and, and admittedly they were, you know, independent movies, cheap movies, you know, not studio. I've always been independent, but, uh, you know, and she, she got, she wanted to have this like, you know, piss contest, you know, and she's like, I can't believe that and talking to Trish, that your husband, he didn't get up to, you know, and be more deferential. Uh, this is a guy way up the ladder from him, you know, and she couldn't believe that I didn't bow down. Well, God knows what you what she really wanted me to do, but pretty much become this guy's slave. I'm like, you know, so I was out by the pool, I think, and I was, you know, talking on the phone with somebody. I was busy with my own stuff. And I'm like, okay, look at whatever you want, you know. Okay, bye, great, you know. That sort of attitude because I guess it's, I'm jaded, I guess. I don't, I'm just... There are people I know that would leap up and go shake the hand. I'm not worthy. Oh, thank you for shaking my hand. Won't you please, even if you don't buy the house, would you sign this? You know, or something, right? But he got none of that. And, you know, and I didn't care whether he bought it or not. I could care less, okay? Uh, my, I always have the attitude in selling anything of the hundredth monkey, if it's not right for this guy, maybe the next guy. You know what I mean? But keep keep going down the line. And, you know, the 100th monkey usually works unless you're not priced right in the marketplace. You know, I mean, that's kind of the attitude I have. Uh, she just went, she couldn't get over it. You know, that's, you know, you're a pariah. Practically, I'm a pariah because I didn't recognize how lousy my movies were that I had written, that I'd taken, you know, that I collabed on. They weren't mine, but I mean, I collabed on. How lousy those movies were compared to the brilliance of this icon. And somehow we're supposed to, if we're lower in rank, which I'm not lower, I'm not a part of Hollywood. But we must get on our knees and worship. And they're like that. And if you don't, then they hate your fucking guts, man. They want you dead. Right there, dead. They want you dead. And if not dead, shunned. Shunted. <laughs> so I, um, I was not amazed. I, 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 I just had to laugh. And I, and I thought I wondered if the guitar player himself, you, you know, was like her, and he felt he should be worshipped. And you know, it made me sick. I mean, in a way, because I'd been around a lot of famous people. You know my whole life so I was really not a not the kind of person that would run after a celebrity just to get a I mean there's God right we worship God we don't worship celebrities and I knew that all my life you don't worship these people 
They were lucky and privileged enough to be, be put in those positions. And when I say put in those positions, I mean somebody put them in those positions, not necessarily earned. So, you know, that's where we stand. You know, and I don't want to put the guy down. I'm not going to say his name right now. I don't want to put the guy down. But, I, I, you know, but, but this, this attitude in Hollywood especially, and that's why when you see a guy like Sean Penn, you know, Mr. Coddled Baby from Hollywood, you know, you see that. And he tries to act like a big man and all that. It's all, you know, a lot of it has to do with having a famous director father. And, you know, it's... it's I mean, I understand, I, you know, but he's now lecturing that he's going to kick us out of the job or we, you know, we've heard you, you can't go to a film set. You can't make a movie. You can't make something or, you know, maybe you can't go to the factory and make the sweater you, line you want to make or whatever the thing is you want to do in life. You just go to work. You just get a paycheck. Nothing wrong with that either. But that, this guy who doesn't need to work a day, another day in his life for anything is going to tell you you're out of a job because you won't take a jab of, a, of, a, of a, an mRNA gene therapy that has proven to be more deadly than good. And then they're pushing it again, this time with a new lockdown to shut down any kind of sharing of information. They've started up again just about last week. Fauci reversed himself and now... They're all running for this, you know, for this, uh, you've got to take a jab. You've got to, it was all in flux. It was all in, you know, it was all in, in play. They were looking at the actuarial tables. They were looking at the results. Big companies are looking at the results. Big doctors have put out the results. Uh, people are dying every day. Young people, children just dropping dead on the soccer field, dropping dead in the, in the airplane, dropping dead on the, you know, and at the, the the place of work, dropping dead everywhere. And this guy, again, I know, I I know you're dealing with somebody that's really, maybe he has. I don't even know what kind of. You know, he's not too smart, but still, a guy who is completely ignorant, who has failed to look at the basic information, which is not conspiracy theory. A guy so brainwashed. He would give you a shot that kills you and tell you you have to stay home if you don't want to take it. Even though you would also be spreading spike proteins everywhere you went. How do I know that my dog Dasha you know, didn't die of, of someone shedding and got myocarditis because she died of a heart attack? How do I know? Isn't that awful? I'm, I'm going to just assume it was, you know, natural. But yeah, a guy who would actually cause so many to lose their lives or be incarcerated while well, he fools around trying to play a working class hero in Malibu with his little dented truck and have people believe it. Um, <laughs> it is funny though, isn't it? I, I, you know, at some point you've, you know, I, I know that those saying those kind of things, uh, 
can get you canceled and all that. But I mean, I think they've already canceled me from a long time ago. They canceled me because I said the sun was um, in the sky. They canceled me and shadow banned me because I said the sky was blue. They canceled me because I said the uh, the sea is full of abundance. They canceled me because I said there's plenty for everyone. Canceled me because I said the mRNA is a gene therapy. Canceled me because I read the statistics from the government itself about its own people and it was damning evidence. I noticed the, you know, uh, sexual immorality as well with the, the whole tranny thing and the whole, you know, children flaunting it in front of children and children being um, placed, let's say, in, in uh, compromising positions in those situations. I've, I mentioned it was going on. Oh, that's it, you're out. I said, maybe you shouldn't cut your genitals off your son until he has a chance to, you know, I mean, really decide, but maybe he should be older than four. Don't you think? And the new social engineering, I'm going to wait till my child tells me who he is, gender, and then once he tells me who he is, then we're going to go gender on him. You know, that, that makes uh, Mengele look good. And all this kind of stuff, this eugenic stuff, it's Nazi, comes from the Nazis, is the Fourth Reich, is the final solution, comes from secret societies that are like, you know, contribute into the, you know, I won't say it's a Nazi party. It's not a Nazi party. It's a secret society, but it's Bavarian. And they don't call it the Illuminati. Truth be told, I don't, they don't call it the Tool Society. But it's all, they don't call it the Club of Rome. They don't call it the Golden Dawn. They don't call it the, uh, um, you know, the Jacobins. They don't call it the Masons. They don't call it Madame Blavatsky. They don't call it Ramakrishna. They don't call it, you know, Tibetan, uh, which is what they practice, Tibet, uh, Tibetan remote viewing, the, or the Vajrayana uh, vehicle, i.e. Tibetan Buddhism. They don't call it any of those things. And with that, I had one, and I will, I'll be seeing you next time. Well, God bless you guys in the chat. And those of you who will hear this after, I'm just one person trying to, I'm, not, I'm trying to filter out the information. I'm trying to not look at the news. I'm trying not to look at the TV. I'm trying not to look at the phone. I guess I, I should really get rid of all of it. You know, I, I need real isolation. Even when Johnny, the icon Depp, Mr. 
Celebtard Central. He sings a song called Isolation on stage. I think he had Steve Vai backing him up on guitar or Jeff Back or somebody. Jeff Back, okay. Real good. Good, good artist. Uh, is he the best? Uh, the, I don't know that I'll ever be able to find out who's the best. I'm not allowed to. I've been given no choice. But anyway, there he is singing his little song. And it's nice. It sounds good. But when he's singing at isolation, then as you listen to the lyrics, it tends to be somebody else's fault. <laughs> it tends always to be somebody else's fault if a celebrity writes a song it is somebody else's fault it's always somebody else's fault you know that's why I, well, I like it when it isn't. When someone goes, you know, my girl and I broke up and it's all my fault. Well, I guess that that helps. I broke up with a girl and she broke up with me. And it was all my fault. Honey, I've changed. Please take me back, honey, I've changed. You know, um, yes, but, you know, what happened is, uh, happened, and uh, time has now passed, and there's, you know, one was a booster rocket for the other. It was now never meant to go the distance. I mean, the Bible says don't commit adultery and stay with your honor marriage, honor your mother and father. But sometimes when people get married, now listen closely, you're going to get some advice here. When people are married and it doesn't work out and it ends, you have to look at that like, you know, I watched that end. I, I don't know that I could have stopped it. You know, therefore it was meant to happen because, okay, here comes the kicker, drum roll. It was never a marriage to begin with. I don't care if you stay together 20 years. It was never a marriage to begin with. If it were, there'd be no divorce. You wouldn't even need a marriage contract. If it isn't, or, or sometimes people are booster rockets for each other. You have one... You think it's the bear, you go into it earnestly, it doesn't work out, another, then finally you find your soulmate and you get along and you contribute and you grow and it works and you, you know, and look back and you think of all the mistakes you made. But here's the thing if you berate yourself for the mistakes that you've made too much, i.e., it's always my fault, it's always my fault, it's all my fault, it's my fault, I did that. It's all my fault. You now are running into the territory of idolatry toward yourself. It's like calling yourself a god. You're giving yourself powers that you never had, i.e. to prevent the divorce. 
and saying then it's all your fault, like you're God on high. Had you just done this or that, it would have been different. No, it wouldn't. The other person wanted to leave a lot. You don't even give yourself enough credit. She couldn't stand you. She wanted out, or he wanted out. He couldn't stand you, woman, or whatever. But that happens. But So what do we do with that? Things like that are perfect for Jesus. Do you have, you want someone, an angel to come here from God's angelic court and and give you an edict of whose fault it was? Maybe in time, God showed me a lot of this. In time, things I blame myself for. You know, I learned that no, I was uh, victimized. I was targeted and and hurt, and and I tended to blame myself. And when I blamed myself, I prevented healing. When I finally admitted, yeah, victim, and you know what? I'm mad that that happened, and I'm mad at those people. Well, then there's the beginning of healing. Why? Because, you know, the truth will set you free. If that's really what happened, then... You know, and other people were really involved, and you don't have to take some high road and be some virtue signaler that taking the fault on for everything, like a little Jesus Christ. Realize you're in a very dangerous world where unfair things happen every single day to people, and a lot of people have been victimized and, and they feel ashamed when it's not their fault. This would be a good time to bring in Jesus, who will heal that in the sense of. Learning about what it's all about may take 10 years. It may take 20 years. It may just be a process of time before you really are settled with it and you can let it go. Um, Because we know that God wants us to forgive. And the way to forgive is to heal. When you're healed, you forgive pretty normally. In fact, forgiving is part of healing. But you can't get to where you can forgive until you can be honest about what happened. Something happened and you're reluctant to say it happened because you can't get your mind around it, then there's more that you have to do to be able to tolerate or, you know, live with the fact that people could actually do that to you. The people would actually your own people sell you out. They would actually incarcerate you. They would have you killed even. They would have you raped. They would have you bludgeoned. Uh, And they might have all kinds of noble reasons for doing it. You're You're just not the right sort for our world. You should never have been born, really. You just really don't belong here. You're just a blight on the beautiful earth that's ours. And when they do things like that, then you know they're false, right? When they think they have... It's your world. You and Christ, the one thing you inherit is the world. Well, there it is. Oh, they may be occupying your space and they may have their hands on all your stuff. 
They may have all your victories as if for themselves. They may have stolen all of your credits and everything you've got. They may have borne false witness against you and made you the worst thing that ever lived. That doesn't make it so. I know a lot of this is very Zen, you know what I mean? It's very paradoxical. And that's why the Lord said, you know, be still, know that I am God. You know, I've got your back, I've got you. It's okay. It's okay. Can you imagine not having the Lord? Lord, we just lift up the, um, the word and entertainment today. We lift it up in Jesus' name that it would bless people. That, that, that If there's any insight, if there's anything decent about this today, Lord, let it hit the heart of those people that need it the most and let the, all the listeners be protected uh, by the Most High God and to be led, fed, and, um, and comforted. Especially tonight, Lord, in the next couple of nights to be comforted by the Lord and by that Holy Spirit comforter that they would be able to sleep and rest, and be vibrant, and uh, be prepared to go again. In whatever which way, Lord, you would guide them. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if I want to play that one now. Hmm. I'm trying to find a way out of here with a played nowhere coming in. Yeah, early morning. We've gone two hours and 47 minutes. Well, another warning for the earth. We'll go back to Trisha's song. It's another warning. Once again, another warning to the uh, elites of the world. You know, I wonder if it's the process of becoming consummated in the world. You know, intercourse with the devil. <laughs> that, I guess for most of them, seals the fate. So it's a horrible thing to think they would have to live in a world of repetition. One in heaven, it laughs at 
Rebukes them in it. 